Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. episode on the just baseball show that you can expect every week and it's going to be prospect related every wednesday today's wednesday november the 10th i'm arm Layton. i'm joined by the voice of the fort wayne 10 caps and of course a guy you're familiar with jack mcmullen jack we've got prospects every week now it's going to be you a lot of the time but we're going to mix it up a little bit too i'm excited to uh, add this into the fold yeah, man, here's what's going on. We're switching chairs, first of all, so I'm not saying just baseball show Wednesday, November 10th, even though I feel like that's kind of my knee-jerk reaction to do. Uh, you said, I'm waiting for the day that I run point and just you know, surprise all you guys. And I said, today's the day, Chief. Today's Let's go. It's it's your baby. So, Arm, you are the prospect guy. Um, yes, I'm one of the voices of the four-way and tin caps. Um, also, you know, uh, love the prospect thing. And uh, we fight through the moon landing quality footage uh, to watch the future stars of baseball. So we'll get into why um, no major network has struck a deal with minor league baseball because it's criminal that some of the best athletes on planet Earth uh, are playing for you know a single camera production. But uh, they're really good. And I'm excited to talk about them. And I think that we can contextualize a lot of things that kind of get lost in the ether. And one of those things that we were talking about was prospect returns on trades arm. Absolutely. And, you know, like we're going to talk about that naturally on the Just Baseball show when you know, we're going to discuss a Matt Olson trade and, and Peter's going to say, you know, I wouldn't trade Volpe, but I'd trade Peraza. Like we're still going to talk prospects, but I think it gets so in depth and there's so much that goes into it when we have like a four prospect return we're not going to spend the whole just baseball show episode breaking down a four prospect return uh but these episodes we're really going to dive into the weeds for the people that are really into the prospect side of things and i also think it's a really good opportunity for listeners because i've seen when i come on 
uh, and do the just prospect related stuff when we did those individual episodes, people had a lot of questions. And I think this is going to be a really cool opportunity for people to ask their prospect related questions. Uh, we're going to talk about the latest rankings. Of course, I'm putting out a top 10 every single week uh, for one of the 30 teams. Once we get through all 30 teams and all of their top 10 prospects, and we're going to update the top 100s. There's so much going on and you can just kind of tell me why I'm wrong and yell at me or, or question some of my stuff. Uh, but I, I think you've liked the, the prospect ranking so far. And uh, I'm excited to just have another wrinkle in the just baseball show. Uh, one thing I want to say before I forget too, uh, you talk about the streaming of, of minor league games and stuff. A dream for me is that if enough people listen to this podcast, even if you don't listen, just like hit download on the other ones, uh, we want to become big enough that, you know, we start acquiring rights to like the big prospect games all over. And that would be sick. You and I could call the games. That's like a pipe dream of mine. Uh, But one day. One day. Uh, Yeah. You know, what's fun about prospects is there are people that cover the shit out of them. You're one of them. There are also many, many, many people that do not touch prospects with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. And Jared Kelnick comes up for Seattle and everybody says, oh, this guy's really good. But they didn't watch him in Tacoma. They didn't watch him with Northwest Arkansas. Like nobody really paid attention or no, not Northwest Arkansas. Uh, The Arkansas Travelers, not the Northwest Arkansas. On naturals. Northwest Arkansas is Kansas City. See, I'm sitting here talking on a prod, on a prospect podcast, and uh, I can't decipher the difference between the two AA teams in Arkansas. So maybe you should find a new co-host. <laughs> Brother, I could tell you which game Bobby Witt Jr. officially hit 2020, and it was in his 88th game, uh, but, but I, I couldn't tell you the difference between those two teams. Like I'm so player geared, you know, more about the teams than I do, to be honest, but uh, I'm excited to just talk about it because you get to see these guys play a lot. I spend a lot of time watching these guys play. Uh, Obviously I can't see every single prospect ever. I've been able to get into some more video and that's something I've been doing. And which has been funny uh, since in a clip the other day of a Matt McClain inside the park home run, that was a disaster. And I was like, what happened here? you're like, I was calling that game. Uh, So it's just an example of uh, there's going to be so much. And This is more to just kind of lead people into what they can expect moving forward. But we're going to talk a little bit about some of the prospects that could be on the move because there's going to be prospects on the move. I actually think there's going to be trades before the CBA is up because I don't think there's going to be the big contracts. That's something you're going to wait until the CBA. If you're an agent, you're not having your client sign an eight year deal when you don't know what some of the little details might be with the CBA. Who knows? I, I you know, I'm, that's just my speculation, but I do think we could see some trades uh, and teams are going to want to get their deals in and, and the athletics are going to burn it down. The A's are burning it down and yeah. they have a lot of good players that are going to fetch a return and shocker, shocker Yankees fans are already firing up the trade machine for Matt Olson firing that thing up, but, but you can't touch, you can't touch Volpe. And you can't touch Dominguez. What I hate to admit, though, Jack, and I don't know if, if you think that I'm crazy on this. I think they could get him without giving up either of those two guys. So wasn't Matt Olson a finalist for the Hank Aaron Award in the American League? The Hank yes. Aaron Award goes to the best hitter in the American League and the National League. So Matt Olson was one of the eight best hitters in the American League this year. And Yankee fans are saying, yeah, of course we want him because we're the Yankees and every guy that is possibly available, we're just like, that's mine. I want and we're going to pound on the table if we don't get it. 
Right. Exactly. It's just like you're going to throw a temper tantrum if you don't get the toy, but you need every toy, regardless of if it's $500 or $5. Like you see somebody else playing with a toy and you say, you know, in due time, you rub your hands together, you lick your lips and say, I'm going to get me one of those. In few short years, that guy's mine. And they did it with Teixeira, right? They did it with A-Rod. They did it with a lot of guys. They did it with Garrett Cole, the best pitcher on the planet at the time. And they said, you know what? That toy is worth $324 million. That's why you can't blame Yankees fans for having that mentality because it is what it is. It's like the spoiled kid expects things because he got things and Yankees fans have been rewarded with a lot. You know, we like to joke about it. I I think it's one of my favorite things that comes with the territory. Like I hate it, but it's also, it's just part of the, the whole picture of baseball is Yankees fans pounding on the table and demanding things. I love it. Uh, I hate it, but I love it. And listen, if, if you're going to get spoiled that badly, you need to be able to wear some of that. So like Mm -hmm. Peter saying that Peter wears it. Right. Like Peter saying that the Yankees should be considered one of the three favorites to sign Clayton Kershaw just should piss everybody off. That should piss. But like, is he off. totally wrong? Like, who knows? No, he's not wrong because they're willing to spend that money because they don't care. It's the Yankees and the Dodgers. They're willing to spend the money because they just simply don't care. They're going to pay more than anybody else and they're going to win. I, I want to shift back to Oakland right now with the Matt Olson thing. Because Danny Vietti, who I think does great stuff with CBS, Mm -hmm. just tweeted simply, the A's fans deserve so much more than this. Yeah. Why are they blowing it up? You know, I think it's a little bit of the Rays mold and, you know, gearing towards prospects. It's you're going to maximize your return when you have some more control of these guys. Matt Olson has one more year of control, if I'm not mistaken. And then that's it after this year. So he has this season and then another season. So technically two more years of control. You're not going to get as much, obviously, if you trade him in the middle of the final season of control. And and we saw the Rays do that with Blake Snell. I think Oakland's trying to fast track this rebuild. And I think they're going to want some, some close to big league ready talent. They know that they can't win with this core as is. I, I think it's it's a purgatory team. Yeah. And I I think this is going to be a pseudo rebuild. I think it's hard to justify trading Matt Olson, but they're not going to pay him. That's the problem. And you talked about the Hank Aaron award. He's going to get a ton or he's going to get so much money that you got to look at what you can get. Personally, if I'm Oakland though, that's a guy that I'm not desperate to move. I'm looking to move, you know, Chapman. I'm looking to move maybe even Loriano, depending on what the value looks like after the PED suspension. I'm looking to move some of those guys, maybe even a Sean Murphy. Before I move a Matt Olson, because I think you can build around Matt Olson, and I think they have some really good pitching. They're going to do what they're going to do. But Matt Olson to the Yankees, you know, I hate it, of course, but that could get them a franchise altering prospect. Uh, I, I look at Anthony Volpe, that's a franchise altering prospect. That's a guy that's going to be up in the big leagues and playing shortstop for you in, you know, not this year, the year after that. Uh, he's that good. Yeah. I look at a Jason Dominguez. We, we know what his ceiling is. I, that's somebody, if I'm the Yankees, I'm happy to part with that volatility for a Matt Olson. I know Yankees fans are going to hug him tight, but I would do that in two seconds. I guess in the prospect side of things here, like the Yankees have enough, but there's no way they get Matt Olson. I mean, I said it earlier. Like I think they could do it if they gave up Glaber or someone else with Peraza, but do you think they could create a prospect package that could get Matt Olson without giving up Volpe or Dominguez? 
Yeah. And I think it could include two arms. Uh, and I did reply to, to Peter's tweet regarding the Matt Olson availability and the Yankees having interest. I said, um, I wouldn't trade Dominguez for Trout straight up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. L- little ode to a former guest we had that wouldn't trade Dominguez for anybody not named Otani, I believe it was. He said he'd only do it for Otani. <laughs> Dominguez at three for 52 against breaking balls this year. <laughs> It's early too. Like I'm not saying he's doomed, but like this is not a this is not Wander Franco. He's At not that age, Jesus. Yeah, it, he's not Jesus. At that age, Wander Franco was was tearing up high A competition. By the end, you know, around that age, maybe he was a less than a year younger or older, excuse me, than what Dominguez is. Regardless. I mean, he was tearing it up as a shortstop. I mean, like batting champion in his league. He's not. How about Julio Rodriguez? You know, right. at that age was doing big things. That's not to say that Dominguez won't be great, but like, let's contextualize this a little bit. Volpe's a better prospect at this point. Totally, totally. And and I, when I put out the top prospect list, like people were were a little bit surprised by that. I don't think there's much debate at this point. I mean, Volpe has everything you look for. He doesn't chase. Now he's hitting for power. Like, where did 27 home runs come out of from? Anthony Volpe, who, if you look at fan graphs, by the way, and they do a great job, but like this just contextualizes contextualizes things. They gave him 45 grade mat, like on future raw power. Well, he's just hit 27 home runs and to all over the field and, you know, didn't chase, walked a ton, hit for a high batting average, stole bases, is sticking at shortstop. Like that's a guy that I'm not dealing for anything. Uh, so I think it's really interesting where the Yankees are at uh, because obviously they want to win next year. Volpe's not there next year, but that's such a valuable prospect. I, I'm, a, I'm when I'm looking and, and taking our notes here and I'll give a little teaser of, you know, what's to come next and the top 100 update, Anthony Volpe is going to leapfrog some people, uh, oh, yeah. including Noel V Marte. Yeah. I, I think it's funny because um, the, the people that religiously listen to Locked On MLB Prospects and will listen to this show, right? The, the Wednesday episode, the prospect episode of the Just Baseball show, um, both your outlets, chances are they saw at least some videos and pictures of Tim Tebow in Binghamton and Syracuse. And Tim Tebow's arms in a baseball uniform – didn't look natural. It oh. it didn't look like he could play baseball with those biceps. He's, he's big. Yeah. You know who's got Tim Tebow arms? The number two prospect in the Yankees system right now, Jason Dominguez. Dude, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I got to see him play. I made the trip up. You know, it was like an hour from, from down home in South Florida. He was playing over in Jupiter. And I was like, I need to go see. I want to go see some of the new Marlins guys. I want to go see you know, some of these Yankees guys. Unfortunately, Trey Sweeney didn't play in that game, who I actually really liked their first round pick from this past year. But I'm watching Dominguez out there and like, there's no doubting the raw power. He went yard in that game. Yeah. Uh, but weren't you in the bathroom? I missed I missed the home run. <laughs> I recorded everything. And what's so annoying about it, man, is I got some ugly ass one handed swinging single and we threw it on the TikTok and it got a million views, maybe almost 2 million views. And I'm like, good, good. Like, are you serious? If, if I, if I put the home run in there, we would have, I think we, we would have owned TikTok. We would have uh, shut down TikTok. Is. Yeah. We, we, yeah. It would have crashed, but I, you know, I, I can see the bat speed and the raw power and all those things, but also, you know, he's a switch hitter who 
I don't like his swing as much, uh, you know, from that right side of the plate. So now, now you're dealing with a guy that I don't even like the consistency from both sides. And he, he's still got a lot to sort out three for 52 against breaking balls kind of defeats the purpose of switch hitting. Uh, and you talk about the body. It didn't look natural, man. Like he, no. he, he's, he's straight line fast, but watching him try to turn the bases, watching him try to accelerate to run down a baseball in center. I think he's going to move to a corner. Uh, and then at the plate, he's trying so hard to stay loose and moving around a lot. And there's so much movement to his swing. There's a lot there. And again, I'm not trying to bash the guy, but I'm just trying to put into context here just because he looks like Hulk does not necessarily mean that he is a can't miss prospect. And I've been trying to just emphasize that because I'm watching people spend thousands of dollars for his baseball card. And it makes me nervous because I would rather spend thousands of dollars on Julio Rodriguez or on guys that are still risky, but safe is much safer. Uh, That's the last thing I want to say on him because I don't want to spend our whole episode just, you know, diminishing Dominguez because look, he has the potential and the tools to be, you know, his ceiling is boundless, right? His ceiling, they call him the Martian for a reason. He's an alien, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good baseball player. Jason Dominguez is DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah, he would have like a freak. Straight line speed is world class. He cannot turn corners, but he's still going to figure it out and probably be a superstar because yeah. that's what DK Metcalf is. That's what Dominguez is. But you kind of tying a bow on this. Yes, I think that the Yankees can get a deal done um, with. Oakland for Matt Olson without Volpe or Dominguez. I do. I do think so too, which is crazy, but they, they could really do it. What do you, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah. I mean like, well, it, I, I think there's a couple different ways you can go, right? Like you go big league route. I, I would love to throw Voight in there. I just don't see the appeal for a team that's tearing no. it down. They, you get one more year of control. It doesn't really make sense. Glaber makes sense. I just couldn't imagine Glaber in Oakland. I think he would like disintegrate, uh, but <laughs> I think he would just melt and and retire or something, but you know, Glaber as a starting point would obviously lessen the prospect return. If, if Oakland's like, I only want prospects. I still think the Yankees could pull it off because Peraza is the starter and and Peraza is still a top 50 prospect. Uh, So, I mean, that's a really good guy that's going to stick at shortstop. Then you go with Luis Medina, high upside arm. Uh, You can throw in an Austin Wells, who I love, and he's very similar to Tyler Soderstrom, who they have in the system. Both probably not going to stick behind the dish, though. Yeah, right. A bit redundant. Uh, And then like a Waldachuk, Medina, you know, Davey Garcia. Like if you take any of those guys, Clark Schmidt, and grab several of them, I mean, you think that they've got to be able to pull something off there. Like they, the Yankee system got better in a year where they traded away a ton of good prospects because of how many prospects broke out last year. It was amazing how many prospects performed in that system last year. It really was, you know, you know, good organizations do that. Yeah. The Dodgers do that. The Dodgers are a minor league factory and everybody wants to talk about the payroll. We've sat here and and bitched about the payroll that the Dodgers have, right? They don't need it. They don't need it. They don't They're the raise with an expensive payroll. Yes, they are the raise with limitless money. So that's why they're on the cusp of winning the World Series and they can have the worst luck ever and still make it to the NLCS. Like that is who the Dodgers are. The Rays, that's not necessarily the case because they're not working with limitless money, but the Dodgers are. The Dodgers pump out 
quality prospects like it's uh, smarties on on an assembly line, right? There are thousands of them, it feels like, within the Dodgers system. There are tons of them within the Rays system, and there are starting to be tons of them within the Yankees system. It might be a lucky stretch of a couple years, but if this stays, you got to start thinking about them as prospect developers like the Dodgers and the Rays. I like your idea for a package. Uh, I'm going to put together a a four-person package that I think is fair. Matt Olson, one of – was he a top 10 hitter in baseball this year? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a top 10 hitter in baseball. 46 WRC plus. Yep, 146 WRC plus, and he struck out 16% of the time. This is a guy that struck out 31% of the time the year before and 25% before that. So, I mean, he figured it out. He figured it out, and he turned into a top 10 hitter in baseball. Yankees have the money to sign him long-term if they do go that route. So I think you've got to give up four blue-chip prospects for Matt Olson. And if I'm sending a package without Volpe or Dominguez to Oakland, it's going to be Peraza, like you mentioned. It's going to be Austin Wells, like you mentioned. I do like the idea of Luis Medina because he throws 102, and he was throwing 100, and he was like 15 years old. But Oakland doesn't develop arms that well as of late. You know, they've done well with the major league guys, but not with the prospects as much. I think Medina is close enough, and I think the fourth guy that should go back is Davey Garcia. Yep. For Davey's sake, I want him out of New York. He needs a change of scenery. His curveball is one of the best in the minors. It's, It's plus plus. He'll figure it out. I think that package is enough. It is. And I know you're going to like, look at it if you're an Oakland fan and say, yeah, but we want Volpe. We want, we want Dominguez. You're getting a lot of quantity and quality here that I'm with you. It's a lot, but for the Yankees, I think you have to quote unquote overpay to not give up your two studs. So you got to give up four really solid guys and that value might actually be more. Uh, in, in terms of like if we were going to put like a, a numerical value on just Volpe or these four guys, obviously these four guys are worth more, uh, but you'd rather have the closest thing to a sure thing in the prospect world, which is what I think Volpe is. Uh, he's as close to a sure thing as you're going to find in the prospect world uh, at this point. Uh, Wander's graduated. You look at a lot of these other guys. I, I would say he's even safer than almost any other shortstop. Uh, not named Bobby Witt Jr. I, I mean, like you look at the the shortstop position. I love Marco Luciano. I love Noel V. Marte. But both of safe. those, they're not safe and they're not sticking at shortstop. Noel V. Marte, y- y- you want to know how many errors he's made in 172 minor league games? Wing it. Wing it. 172 minor league games. So 10 more than a full season uh, of Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'll say I feel like the number is going to be high. Um, 35, 60. Oh my God. 60. Look, Marte is, is special and you know, he's got big time power plus speed, really nice swing, a little pole happy, but you know, this guy's not sticking a shortstop. So in a world where it's, you have a guaranteed guy sticking a shortstop, good bat to ball skills, power that's going to play in Yankee Stadium, uh, you got to be okay with giving all that up. So I, I love that one. And I want to kind of wrap up too, as we continue on, the other topics I want to say is like, what other teams have the prospect capital to compete with a package like that 
for Olsen or somebody else? You know, who, who's another big name player that's going to be potentially on the trading block? Doesn't have to be from Oakland, but if we're just looking across the board, there's not that many teams that can put together a package like that. I think the Marlins are, you know, that's close to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to mention the Marlins. I think they have a shot to put together some sort of package. It's going to be a very different, very pitching centric package. So they're going to have to find a specific suitor. Yeah. You have the Dodgers, as you mentioned, the Mariners, if they wanted to, but I think they're going to go, they want to spend, they want to spend, they they don't want to give up their prospects. Yeah. They might make a couple smaller deals, but I don't see them, you know, trading away from the farm. You know, the only other team that I think could possibly contend with that type of package and not be hindered that much is Cleveland. I think the guardians have a very solid farm system and they'd never do it. They never do it because they're probably going to get a King's ransom for Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber and, or I think both are going to go. I think they're going to go full blown teardown. They're going to put all their stock in George Valera because he's worth it. And they're going to ride, they're going to let it roll. And I, I think those two guys, you know, if I'm looking at trade candidates right now, obviously Matt Olson, that name, it felt like it came out of nowhere over the last couple of days, but Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber, like they're not going to come out of nowhere well, if the guardians do decide to sell. And you gave your, your bold take, right? That they're going to get traded and that they're going to pull off, you know, the biggest prospects return ever. Uh, that Jose Ramirez is that territory where I'm saying, okay, who do you want? You know, I'll give you anybody. Uh, it's really at that point, it's just at, at a certain point, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm stopping you there, but there's nobody that's off limits when we're talking Jose Ramirez, uh, at the affordable contract he's at still for a couple more years, dude, if the Yankees wanted Jose Ramirez, they I'm could thinking the package of four, we just put together and Volpe. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. He might be the most valuable guy in baseball right now. Given the contract, I think he is, you know, the defense continues to just get better and better. He steals bags, which is crazy. I know that's not that valuable in today's game, but like it just shows you how he does everything. Like he's fast on the base pass, crazy power from both sides, good hitter. Uh, by all accounts, you know, pretty quiet, carries himself the right way. You know, I I love Jose Ramirez. <clears throat> and that's a guy that, again, I'm, I'm giving up whatever it takes. Volpe plus those four, that's hard to say no to if you're the Cleveland Guardians and like, what Dude, the heck? That's the greatest return ever created. Ever created. You know, ever created. Like, you know, it's funny. The Marlins back in the day, I'm mentioning them again, but this is a rivaling type of value player. Players with an S. Yeah. They traded Miguel Cabrera, you know, at his, at his peak and yeah. with some control with Dontrell Willis, who was still pitching well at the time, too. Yeah. Uh, over to the Tigers and they got two top 20 prospects and some really solid fillers as well. Cameron Mabin, who is top 10 prospect in baseball and Andrew Miller, who is a top 20 prospect in baseball, depending on who you ask. You don't really see that. That would be like Volpe and Dominguez together. You know, like that's a crazy package. The complimentary pieces were solid as well. I'd love to go see what those exact where they were ranked at the time of the deal, but I know the two guys were way up there. You know, that that there's not that many instances where you're seeing trade packages, you know, that large. Uh, and I think we we could see a couple this this offseason. And I, I'm wondering what other teams are in that spot to be able to kind of 
make that kind of mega package. We know that that the Dodgers could do it if they wanted to as well. I think they're kind of on the cusp because they have a lot of quality um, and quantity. Uh, They don't quite have the top heavy, you know, studs that the Yankees have. Uh, But another team that I think can low key, their system doesn't is not in the same area as some of these guys, but they have some major value. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, they give me a headache because they've got four like decent catchers, two studs. Alejandro Kirk is really darn good. Really, really darn good. Finished the season spectacularly once he came back, you know, once he wasn't injured. Uh, Gabriel Moreno, to me, is, is a top 10 prospect in baseball. I absolutely love Moreno. He has some of the best bat-to-ball skills to see at any position, and he's a catcher. And then they have Danny Jansen, who, you know, I can't believe how well he hit down the stretch, but he was phenomenal down the stretch. And even Reese McGuire, uh, who's not a bad, all, another catching option that has value if you threw him in a package because catching is so thin. And then they also have Jordan Groshans, Otto Lopez, or Elvis Martinez. They've got dudes. The catching thing, too, with how scarce the position is, could they put together a package out there to, to, to go get somebody? Like, I'm not trading Moreno. But I also don't want to trade Kirk. Like, do they go dueling catchers? What do you do? <laughs> like, what in the world do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, the, the two guys that intrigued me the most in the Jays system coming into 2021 both went back to Minnesota in the Barrios deal. Yeah, yeah. I know you're not the highest on Austin Martin, but... I think he's got the chance to be an all-star just because he's, he's just a really talented baseball player. Yeah, like, He's a ball player. He's a ball player. Yeah. He, he's just going to play every night and get the uniform dirty. And at the end of the year, we're going to be saying, damn, he hit 300 with 25 bombs. Like the 25 bombs. I, I, I'll see. I could see the 300. I'm really skeptical on the power, but I think there's a lot of what you're saying is, is true. Is that, He's a high floor guy. You, you know, you're getting a big leaguer in that return. I think the fact that Simeon Woods Richardson came over in that return too, who we both really like speaks yeah. a little bit to maybe Martin's value being a little bit lower than the prospect rankings. Yeah. But you're right about the fact that he's a gamer. He's got good bats of ball skills. He's, he's going to be a good big leaguer. I just don't know how good that's where I'm a little bit skeptical. Uh, right. But I mean, there's guys that, you know, you always have those questions on and they get, they get up there and they just produce. Uh, yeah. And at that point you just can't deny the production. Uh, I think that's, that's happens all the time. Uh, I think Jonathan India became that guy. So, and I think people said the same things about India. So I think it's a very fair spot to be in. And I always say the best case scenario for Martin is, is Jonathan India. So that's kind of the path that I could see him following. Uh, and then at that point, you know, he is an all-star uh, type of player. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I do think that the Blue Jays can put together a package to be a buyer. I don't think that they can put together a Jose Ramirez package. No. But no. I think they could put together another package for an all-star caliber player if they became open near the deadline next year. Um the other team that jumps to mind just a teensy bit. And I feel like they're on the cusp. I feel like we've hit the, all the teams. It's not the Royals uh, because the Royals, I think are relying on all those guys to come up. I agree. Like, they, their window is opening next year. Mm-hmm. I think in 2023, I think that's when their window opens because then you've got two years of big league ball under your belt for the starting pitching. And you've got one year for wit. Melendez likely 
and hopefully Prado's up for the majority of the year. Yeah, I think those guys should all be up. I think they're all ready, personally. Yeah, I think they're all ready. I think Kyle Isbell's ready, too. Oh, I actually think he he is slept on. I think yeah. he's a solid ball player. Plays good D. He can swing it. He's not exciting. He's not the most exciting dude in the world, but I'll take 285 with 15, 18 homers and good defense and stolen bases. Uh, totally. But anyway, continue. No, I, uh, that also just kind of popped into my mind. Um, we got to get Jake Eisenberg, the voice of the Omaha storm chasers on here because he just sat there and watched the oh. greatest show in minor league baseball. Oh this past year. yeah. We gotta, we gotta get him on here. That, that's all you we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get him on. We'll, we gotta- we'll get him on here, but going back to the teams that I think can put together very solid prospect halls that they did decide to be buyers. And this team feels like a buyer a little bit. Chris Bryant caliber player to buy. Not Jose Ramirez, but mm-hmm. the step below that. I think San Fran can be a buyer again. I yeah. think they're it's a top-heavy system, yes. Outside the top 10, there's not much that I find sexy. But the top 10 is good enough. And 4 through 10 is good enough. I, I, I'm glad you said that. Because one of the guys that is going to make the most massive leap on our top 100 update is Luis Matos. Yeah. Luis Matos. Man, I'll say this. We could look back and say, why was Marco Luciano ahead of Luis Matos? Like there's an actual chance it happens. Marco Luciano's raw powers is insane, but Matos is not that far off. This kind of power he has for his size. And he's just a, I think a more advanced hitter. He's special. So you're looking at Matos as a top 30 prospect. That is, spoiler alert, he's going to be in the top freaking 30. That's crazy. Marco Luciano, we know where he's at, probably untouchable. Bart's going to be their starting catcher. But Kyle Harrison, top 100 guy on our list. You know, that's another guy that we have top 100 uh, on our list presently and will probably rise a little bit more. Uh, right on the outside is Hunter Bishop. Uh, you also have recent draft pick Will Bednar, another guy right on the outside, Patrick Bailey, another guy right on the outside that might even crack the top 100 update is Jairo Pomares. Uh, yeah. Elliot Ramos just fell out. So they've I got like a bunch Elliot of those Ramos. fringe top 100 guys. That's value. I mean, you know, teams aren't looking at the list and saying, oh, well, is he not on MLB.com's top 100 or is he on just baseball's top 100? If he's just on the fringe, some teams may look at him as, as a guy that valuable. Uh, so, I think I'm with you, man. That's a really good point that I wouldn't have even thought of mentioning if you didn't bring it up. They could put together a package, but who? Yeah, I don't know who the right buy for them is. Um, I, I will say this because I think a lot of people get caught up in this guy being the number 10 prospect on MLB.com or this guy not even being in the top 80 on Baseball America. Um, every major league organization is not relying on MLB.com's top 100 or just baseball.com's top 100. I mean, they, they have, are relying on just baseball.com's. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but they've got a database full of things that we will never see or touch. They have more information about these guys. So when we say somebody's on the fringe, there are hundreds of more players that they believe could be on the fringe as well. Yep. 101 through 1,000 are not documented anywhere pretty much. But there are a lot of those guys out there. They exist. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean they're right, but they're making a, a – 
you know, a guest with probably some more information and some more things that they value, but maybe what they value is totally. I remember when the Marlins made the Sixto Sanchez trade with Rio Muto and uh, Will Stewart was a throw in lefty in the deal. And the Marlins are like, oh, yeah, we actually think he's one of the better pitching prospects in their system. It's like, do they really think that maybe whatever they measure, they thought that, well, he, you know, they didn't even protect him in the last two rule five drafts and he didn't get selected. Uh, so, you know, sometimes it, 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 there is a level of, that's why I like the top prospect rankings. Cause it's like, there's an accountability balance between the two. Cause I think teams start weighing things too heavily on that side also. But what I try to do and a big reason why I like Luis Mato so much is anytime I can get in touch with a, with a, team official or somebody and just run some of our, our most outlandish or different aspects of our top prospect list. I do it. Um, and, and I kept getting feedback on Matos uh, saying teams really, really like this kid. Another example would be Tommy Romero. I know we got to wrap up soon. Cause you got you got, you got another obligation, but Tommy Romero is not on any top 100 list. He may have just cracked him now right-handed pitcher. I faced him in high school and he was, he was nasty then, but he, I never thought he'd be this good. He's, he's incredible with yeah. the Rays. surprise, surprise, late bloomer, 16th round pick out of Juco doesn't have the shine dominated, but we don't see him on any top 100 lists. He was I think, I don't know if he cracked ours. He was made, might've just been on the outside. I heard from very trustworthy source that, you know, he was one of the most called on names in trades, trade talks for the race at the deadline. Hmm. You know, so to, to hear that it's like, okay, well, he's not on any top prospect list, but all the teams are saying, you know, what about Tommy Romero? You know, they're not asking about some of these other race prospects. They're asking about Tommy Romero. Uh, so I, I think that also kind of backs up what you were saying too, you know, to that point. Hundred percent, and you know, I think what we can offer here that is different and unique is, you know, not just looking at guys numerically, but also just looking at guys that we like. You know, I I sent you a text about Alan Serda yeah. um, in the Red System, and like that's one of the guys that I think just baseball has adopted, and he's a top one hundred guy when he wasn't in the top twenty on MLB.com, like. Alan Serda is a guy that is not necessarily going to jump out when you look at his fan graphs page or his page on the MLB research portal. But when you watch Alan Serda, like there was just something that, that was so sexy about watching Alan Serda play baseball. And I texted you, I was like, you got to watch this kid. And I saw, I saw the same thing. Right. And it's just like, we both went down this rabbit hole and I was like, I I can't stop watching this guy. So we're going to keep discovering the guys that we can't stop watching because usually that makes for a pretty good baseball player. Especially when you can back it up with the data too. And then, then you, you feel really good about it. And and a a lot of the things that I dug up after watching Serda and that I was able to find in in the batted ball data, I was like, okay, I like this guy. And the last guy that I'll mention is Nelson Velasquez. I was in South Bend. I had that same thing. And I saw him. And at that point he was, he wasn't, he was 28th on the Cubs top 30. And, and I'm looking, I was like, this is a top 100 guy. And I talked to a couple of the guys on, on South Bend after, and I talked to a couple of the players on, you know, the uh, Marlins affiliate, the bullet snappers after that game. And they said, that dude's one of the best hitters in this league, like in the, in this high a league. And I'm like, if that's the case, then he should be in a top 100 players are saying this, then why are they, why is he not on that list? Because he didn't get the big signing bonus. He He's not on the radars, but I saw him and I was like, this is a different guy and look at what he's doing now. Um, so that was the last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we wrap this up. I know you got one more thing to throw in here. 
Well, I was just going to say, as somebody that saw him 18 times and watched him absolutely blast the Fort Wayne tin caps, Nelson Velasquez was one of the best hitters in the league. 28th on, on the top 30 for the Cubs? Probably not. Probably not. And that's a little bit of where the disconnect is. But that's why we uh, have accountability from all sides on these lists. And I'm excited to keep these episodes rolling. It's going to be fun. It's going to be you a lot of the time. We'll have guests. We'll bring on Colby Olson or whoever else. Uh, but I'm really excited about this. I'm glad we added this into the fold. Always feel free to ask prospect-related questions. It can be on my personal Twitter. It can be at Jack McMullen as well, or on the Just Baseball Media. We'll do mailbag stuff with prospects also moving forward too. Uh, Jack, any final thoughts? No. Can I do the thank you, everybody? Oh, yeah. Role reversal. Well, until next week, obviously, I'll be on the Just Baseball show again later, uh, but we'll be doing prospects every single Wednesday. So that is it from me. Thank you, everybody. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.